0: interact with many small businesses in our lifetime. You might be transacting with a couple on a daily basis. But if I were to ask you to tell me the names of these small businesses you transact with, or what their brand value is, you would either look at me very strangely or be very clueless. When it comes to small businesses, branding is the last and the least of their concerns. But it might be more important than imagined. In this episode, I speak to Malik Vora, the founder of Marathon Designs, on how proper branding can make a significant impact for small businesses. Hi, I'm Harshit Pai and this is The Disrupt Show. On the first episode of The Disrupt Show, we have Malik Vora joining us. Um, he's the founder of Marathon Designs and is a very good friend of mine. And he's doing some amazing work welcome to the rest up show malik
1: hi man thank you for inviting me to the show i'm really looking forward to this
0: yeah yeah so before you came on to the show i think we were just chatting about your company marathon design and i found it quite interesting how you came up with the name so i think it would be a great place to start so why don't you just tell us about what is marathon design what do you guys do and more into more importantly why how, how did you come up with that name
1: Okay. uh, So the idea of marathon design is to take business from where it is now to where it needs to go. Uh, Things that we do are brand strategy, uh, branding in general, social media, and UI UX. So the interesting thing about marathon is, you know, it is the longest race in human history. Mm -hmm. And the marathon name itself came in... uh, You know, it it is, it goes back into history. So Mm -hmm. in around 1490 BC, Persians were invading the plain of Marathon. Marathon is basically a small town. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they were invading. And uh, so people in the city were pretty scared and they had asked for help to Spartans. And it took around one or two days for them to arrive. And Persian army were heavily defeating uh, the Marathon and the Ethans. Mm-hmm. So by the end, uh, they got some help and they successfully defeated uh, uh, Persian army. Mm-hmm. And But King did not realize this. They thought that they were going to lose very badly because, you know, communication, it, there's no mobile phone <laughs> like right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> so the battlefield was around 25 miles away. So approximately 42 to 45 kilometers away. Mm-hmm. And creed, the king was about to go away. But fortunately, they defeated the Persian army and a messenger was sent. He ran overnight 25 miles, that is 40 kilometers overnight to send the message to the king that they have they have won. And he yelled, we are victorious. And at the same time, after he sent this message, that guy fell and he died because mm-hmm. he was running overnight with like full exhausted after fighting the battle he ran like the level of commitment that shows you know that is mm-hmm. the kind of level of commitment that inspires us at marathon design we want to be as dedicated as them so wow, this is the basic idea behind marathon design
0: that's wonderful i think i mean whenever people think uh, about marathon design i think they'll they just think it's na- named after that um, uh, long race that people usually run but they do not know this rich history behind it i think um, that's that's quite amazing. Now, yeah. um, now you said um, just now that a major part of what you guys do at Marathon Design is is brand strategy for businesses. Um, now, I wanted to bring in over here, I just wanted to ask you, uh, the word brand has always been very contentious and debated. So, there's mm-hmm. no one definition of what a brand means for a person. So, on the one side, we have people like Seth Gordon who say that, you know, a brand is a set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationship that a person has mm-hmm. with a particular brand. And when taken together, it accounts for a consumer's decision, which mm-hmm. is a very product centric sort of a definition for a brand. Well, on mm-hmm. the other hand, you know, there's a, there are people like Marty Neumeyer who say that a brand is a result. You know, it's a customer's gut feeling about a product. So I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, with the sort of work that you're doing, bringing in your perspective, what according to you is a brand?
1: Oh... Well, according to me, a brand is, you know, people or consumers perception towards your product or a service, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just not limited, you know, in general, when you say branding, people usually feel that, you know, my logo is over here, my logo Mm -hmm. needs to be there, my my packaging, my logo needs to be bigger in the social media, but you know, brand in in total is an essence of collective effort of Mm -hmm. every decision made by the company this means like even the employees and even the you know founders Mm -hmm. each and every decision like the way you talk to the way your employees talk to the customers the way you decide that we want to promote this or not like it's it's essence of everything and this is how a perception of a brand is created over over a period of time Mm -hmm. it's 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 not just one one single unit but it comprises of multiple factors and to build a good perception of your brand in people's brain is a difficult task, and it requires strategic steps and key pillars to to your to to your company.
0: Yeah, yeah i think that's one thing that's very important uh, for for business people to understand you know brand is not just your logo <laughs> i mean yeah, when yeah. we were we were just um, i mean you you are into design uh, you have done your degree in design i think before entering designing as well we used to think you know brand brand means yeah, logo bana do uh, mm-hmm. product do, product you brand ban gaya and right, i think most yeah, people yeah, yeah. from where we stayed also you know in rajkot we used to yeah, where with yeah. we children also most of the people thought that brand matlab logo the logo, logo. saru oh, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I think uh, now that we're talking about Rajkot and, uh, you know, Rajkot is the hub of small businesses. Yeah. yeah, And I also remember you telling me when we were just chatting a few days back that most of the work that you do is uh, with small businesses. So I wanted to understand. So on a daily basis, we all encounter many small businesses, right? So most mm-hmm. of our daily needs, uh, if, if one were to consider are met by uh, small businesses. So let's say, for example, our groceries are supplied by a small mm-hmm. business owner. And despite us getting our groceries from that uh, businessman for the last 10 to 20 years, we might not know what his store is called. You know? mm-hmm. So why yeah. why do you think small businesses have not paid attention to branding themselves so much?
1: Uh, see, for small businesses, you know, survival of the business is their high priority. Mm -hmm. Because for big companies, they might have some financial backup or something like that. But Mm -hmm. usually when people are starting with small businesses, they do it with their own pocket. Like they might not have big finances like big companies. It is is all in for them. The main priority for them is the survival of the business. How day-to-day expenses are met how about the day-to-day expenses is profit coming or not. Like if they are going into losses for quite a while, like they themselves need to eat the founders or the owners of the small business. They themselves have to figure out like how they will eat the next day. So Mm -hmm. they usually, you know, do not focus on things like branding and packaging much, but initially when a business is started their business, you know, it is known from the face of the person that is, like you said, the grocery wala you'd know Mm -hmm. him by his face or the locality where he belongs and Mm -hmm. not by the other things. Like this is kind of a old school way of doing business. Mm
0: -hmm. But,
1: uh, you know, it is, it is still, I feel it is the best, like the word of mouth thing. My own business survives on the word of mouth and like it is the greatest weapon till now. But, you know, sooner or later, like this plateau of growth initially, which comes from the word of mouth. Like mm-hmm. it will plateau it out, you know. It will not grow in the continuous, continue in the growth cycle phase. You know, the pa- parabola mm-hmm. or some graph it is mm-hmm. going upwards, but it will come to a stable point. And you know, at this stable point, business it has recurring uh, money that is coming on. The business owner itself has a hands full of you know looking into everyday things that uh, all the processes as the customized coming in give them uh, whatever is required and you know, that that uh, their whole day gets very hectic Mm -hmm. to get away from this plateau, like their business is stable. But if you want to keep on growing, you need a strategy. Like till now, word of mouth is good. The grocery wala. Now everyone knows him in his locality. That is a good Mm -hmm. thing, but he still wants to continue doing his business, gaining more and more. He has to some point at the other point, he, he has to start. Say, uh marketing he has mm-hmm. to look into branding he has to look into strategy like he has to you know refine his sales funnel and everything else mm-hmm. but you know for sometimes for a lot of small businesses this stable business is good enough for them sometimes yeah. they're not looking into growing very big yeah yeah because people are sometimes comfortable with that like there's yeah. no uh, bad side about it but it is mm. just there
0: yeah they're satisfied they're satisfied yeah, they're, with yeah
1: satisfied with yeah exactly
0: yeah and and i and i and we both have seen this a lot uh, in rajkot when we were younger most of our, um, our friends had, had their fathers had these businesses small businesses yeah, yeah. and they were quite satisfied with how they were running and it was quite quite a big business but they were not looking to you know grow it any further yeah, it was yeah. comfortable for them definitely and i yes. think I think now it is changing uh, with the new generation coming in and now, even now if i'm if, if i have to bring in and, and i know i'm bringing back rajkot again and again because uh, <laughs> yeah. that's that's one thing we share in common but yes, uh, even in rajkot when i'm seeing uh, people from our classmates when they're starting these businesses mm-hmm. now they're paying more attention to instagram branding and things like that you know uh, i i saw this recent campaign that one of our classmates i think uh, this guy called priyank is running he's he runs a flea market in rajkot mm-hmm. and they have some superb uh, branding that uh, they are doing on Instagram. So there's this shift that is happening that I'm seeing among small businesses who are paying attention to branding. So so yes, what yes. changed all of a sudden? Why is this shift happening now?
1: So the, according to me, there are multiple factors that affected the shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the major thing that affected was the geo. Mm-hmm. So geo brought in a lot of free data. Uh, through that you know, internet has reached to the village level. Like whenever I used to go to my home village, like kids over there are playing PUBG. So like, you know, internet has reached to the grassroots level. And now when, when, you know, my parents also, they started using Instagram, Facebook Mm -hmm. regularly. WhatsApp status is a big thing for them. You know, they see the one of my uncles putting up things like, you know, in the status that they've gone out for a vacation or something. They come Mm -hmm. up to me immediately telling that you know, they have gone out. And so, so it has reached to each and every person. Yeah. now this like this happened in 2016 jio so it's been five or six years for this you know digital revolution and then the second thing came was COVID. so COVID yeah. had completely changed everyone everything was stopped like for the first few months of the COVID, it was complete lockdown and lot of businesses who knew about instagram whatsapp and everyone they continued doing this so that yeah. consumer did not forget their brand by watching this, by watching like our parents, small business owner, even the grocery guy, if we are talking about it, he would also see is one of the competitors, you know, putting up a status like, you know, we we deliver free. Like if you are in my vicinity, we'll come, you just send out a list on WhatsApp and uh, we'll come and deliver it to guys. So, you know, this, yeah. this, this people saw this as an opportunity over here and yeah. they started shifting towards this. Like they started mainly, they started shifting towards WhatsApp for day-to-day businesses and mm. then... People from our generation who are second generation in the business are mm-hmm. more focusing on Instagram and yeah. people who do not have second generation in their businesses are focusing on Facebook. So Facebook yeah. has yeah. reached very, very grassroots level. Instagram, mm-hmm. I would say is from, you know, teenagers till the age of 35
0: mm-hmm.
1: and TikTok is for, you know, like 16 to 21, 22-ish people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it has very engaging content in it. Yes, it? yes, yes.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: I I think uh, what you mentioned about WhatsApp is quite interesting and I want to, uh, you know, uh, pick your brain on it a little further. I think mostly when we do branding for uh, companies, many agencies, what they do is they Mm -hmm. make uh, LinkedIn strategies, they make Instagram strategies, even to some extent they make Facebook strategies. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we ignore the power of WhatsApp and, you know, WhatsApp is a place mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. most of your tier two, tier three cities target audience is, and I remember from my uh, from my days in political communications, what we used to do mm-hmm. is we used to over-index a lot on WhatsApp. You know, we used to create these WhatsApp groups. We used to send our content in those mm-hmm. WhatsApp mm-hmm. groups, and they used to spread like fire. You know, that 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 was the way to make things viral. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to ask you from a small business perspective because it's very important for us to get perspectives from different sorts of mm-hmm. um, uh, communications professionals. How how do you use WhatsApp or do you have any experience of using WhatsApp for small businesses and making strategies specific to WhatsApp to, you know, target that specific target audience that you want to target?
1: Yeah, yeah. See, the powerful thing about WhatsApp is you don't need a, you know, friend request to send it or you don't like uh, LinkedIn, you don't have to send them a connect in order for them to, you know, see your post. So first, the basic thing is word of mouth. Word of mouth used to happen when we literally interacted with people, Mm -hmm. but now with WhatsApp, if we, if a grocery if again we we going coming back to the grocery guy he yeah. would have easily he would have 700 to 800 contacts from friends and family in his phone and yeah. everybody would have whatsapp if that guy puts a simple status 700 people are going to see and yeah. those 700 people will definitely tell in their household right yeah not yeah. to different people in their household so you can multiply this by at least 3 or 4 times
0: mm. so
1: that that grocery wala has immediately the power to send to around 3 or 4000 people a message wow. this so word of mouth has been multiplied with whatsapp without you know any any other steps to like sending in a request or something like that just yeah. people are saving number anyways yeah. if you are going to a barber or something like that I would, I would have his number like you know i'm coming at this time are you free so yeah, anyway yeah. he would have a customer database and this has just multiplied And this will keep on multiplying.
0: Yeah. So WhatsApp has become like the modern day uh, word of mouth.
1: Yes, 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 definitely. And a lot of businesses are right now ignoring WhatsApp for some Mm -hmm. reason. But uh, I I think they should not. Like people are, you know, the second generation which is coming into business are more into Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. But they keep on forgetting that WhatsApp is and will be a very, very powerful tool. Yeah. Especially for people who are starting out. Because, you know, if you are starting out, Uh, For example, me, when I started out, it was WhatsApp only. I sended WhatsApp to every one of my friends and family that I'm, hey, guys, like I'm starting out uh, the design company. And if you guys have any design requirements, you can come to me. So immediately three or four leads I got from there.
0: Wow. I, I mean, even the first time that I uh, got to know that you started a design firm was, I think I saw one of your statuses on WhatsApp. Yeah, exactly. Um, that you had started a business and even I think uh, one of our friends told me saying that, you know, he's putting up all these good design posts on his WhatsApp and he started his own company. So I think... Um, i think what you said is very interesting you know that grocery wala is putting uh, statuses and his 700 contacts are looking it so it so without them realizing they're doing something that we that we at marketing call passive marketing you know he's yeah, he's yeah. doing something by directly not targeting his audience but he's just putting a status there saying that hey this is this service is available and he's getting leads mm-hmm. from that and i think um, that that is something that's very very powerful and impactful especially for small yes, businesses. yes yes definitely so, so you you have been working with these small businesses for over a year and a half now, right? Yeah, so yeah. Is, since you started your company. So why mm-hmm. is branding so important for small businesses? And how how does it uh, impact the whole business? Uh, do you have any uh, experiences of uh, when you worked with these small businesses and the brand strategy that you made had a significant impact on how they worked and, and their business?
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically branding, branding gives a general sense of direction to the whole business, mm-hmm. you know. So, for example, you know, I would have to talk about a medium business in order for small businesses to understand. Yeah. So, there was this clothing store. Uh, Mm -hmm. This was a client of a company which I used to previously work at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, They were based in Surat, And uh, so, the first generation of the... This was actually the second generation of people who were doing business. The first Mm -hmm. generation was their grandparents who had like two generations had passed and they had very 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 good name they had mm-hmm. saved up a lot of capital till now because you know they did they were comfortable with what they were doing till now you know the same yeah. thing yeah, but same. the third generation had entered the business Who was like mm-hmm. at a, approximately our age this guy mm-hmm. was well well studied he was well educated he had you know good idea about everything what has to happen like you know branding sales marketing funnels and you know the, all the modern concepts that we have which mm-hmm. our parents and grandparents used to practice without them knowing. But yeah. this was more precise as, as he had gotten a formal education about these things. Yeah. So they wanted from a small store, they wanted to expand into four stores, a mall a like a situation. You know, mm. each floor has to be dedicated to a specific uh, genre of clothing. Like mm. one would be kids section, one would be men section, one would be men's formal, one would be yeah. men's traditional, like women's, like that, the four or five stories building. Mm-hmm. but you know shifting from a small store to a big store like that requires mm-hmm. brand strategy and if you are doing it a four four story mall like that they, they wanted to bring a certain premiumness to them like a certain good customer experience to them now what yeah. usually happens is you know people that were doing businesses like themselves from past like a parent generation like it was difficult for them to train their staff because you know it was going on in a very desi manner you know like client hai and usko dikha do and it's okay. But yeah. if you look at a premium segment, we like welcome, sir, What do you like? Uh, what do you like us to show? You know this kind of things that uh, increases the customer experiences. What they wanted to do was if a customer parks his car in front of his building, mm-hmm. he has to do nothing. He just has to walk around. This was the basic concept that they were trying to build. Like yeah. he has come, a valet will pick his car, they will park it, hmm. people they'll a family will enter, they'll be assigned a fashion stylist to will assign a fashion stylist, they will uh, break up the family, like women will go to the women's section, men will go wow. to the men's section, kids will go to kids' section, and each of them will be accompanied by a person who is a good stylist. Wow. So this was their concept. And if they choose a clothes, this is what I want. They de- they do not even have to you know pick their clothes and walk around their clothes will directly go to the cash counter downstairs those are on the ground floor now wow, they okay. after all the family had done shopping they would have to go back and uh, you know uh, so just uh, check out and go home and like car will be again coming towards them people will bring the bags and putting in the car and they'll just walk in and walk out it was they wanted it to be this simple
0: wow but simpler now than going, e-commerce
1: yeah simpler than e-commerce yeah. man you just it, it is uh, tactile in feeling customer hmm. experience has to be enhanced but yeah. now going from a small small shop to mm-hmm. a big big mall which has this level of interaction with uh, the customers yeah so people who are working over there were working with them for past 15 or 12 15 10 years mm-hmm. now to teach them this new method like all of a sudden telling to them that you know we are now we are having with these kind of values'll we'll, will will not talk to talk to each other rashly you know small store is like people used to yeah. shout <laughs> yeah. that is what happens in small stores right
0: yeah yeah but yeah.
1: you know interaction between the uh, employees itself was used to be like this but now yeah. when you tell them that we are not supposed to do this it becomes yeah. a very very new new thing for them mm. like they have to adapt to this new environment which which got difficult for them and mm. at some point in time Everyone was frustrated. The employees were frustrated. The owners were frustrated. And even we were frustrated. Like, Mm. you know, how to tackle about this. If they had the brand strategy since the beginning of the company, like Mm -hmm. they would have known that these are the values that we are supposed to do. So like Mm. small businesses, if they follow a a particular value, don't talk, you know, loudly in front of customers. The basic thing that I'm telling you, then they should not have happened. Like the adaptation To the new generation of the new 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 experience would have been a lot easier yeah this is the one smallest thing that i told you about but they obviously had a lot of different problems and the another thing that was there that if the management over here is for past 10 or 12 years okay from small store if it goes to four story building obviously the staff has to be multiplied right yeah so the elder the senior the senior employee structure used to follow the old values and the new people were being trained to follow new things. But yeah. then at some or the other point, you know, the newcomers and the old people, they'll have the clash in ideology and the values in which they do business. It's the The older generation of the people were like, this is what used to happen till our This is what we have been doing. This is how we'll do it. The yeah. change in them would take time. And they cannot yeah. fire these people also because they have been loyal to the, the clothing stores in past 10 or 12 years. So yeah it becomes very challenging for the, you know, business to transition into a good values or good customer experiences.
0: Okay. Did they, did they mend their ship? Uh, uh, I mean, is the business going well now or is it still the same? Yeah.
1: yeah. Business is going well now. Like they've, they've brought in, it required a lot of efforts, man. Like I tell you, like okay. they had to bring in <laughs> people from outside to train the staff and everyone like changing yeah. the mind, would get really difficult. They had to induce HR policy, which was not there before.
0: Yeah, I mean, that for a was... small business, HR policy is something that they wouldn't have even heard of.
1: Exactly. Like, yeah. things like this, when you're bringing, so from small business, you make a transition to a medium-sized business or a bigger business. Mm-hmm. These are the hurdles that you would have. But if, you know, small business have already set up this kind of things, mm-hmm. branding, a branding strategy, then they would have a general sense of direction with their employees to where to go about. Yeah, and that might not be a problem
0: yeah so this would have this would have happened faster is what you're saying if they had yes, this yes, place yes. in place
1: yes 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 so, yes yes and yeah. Uh, yeah. and also the you know from the senior level also you know people there is a resistance in some sort in the ideology that would have also not happened
0: yeah yeah so, yeah. so i think if if you just do get your branding strategy right you'll have mm-hmm. your rationale right and it's it's easier to convince people when you have your rationale yeah, exactly. right with your branding strategy yes yes so yes. Uh, what you said about internal branding i found very interesting so usually uh, even when we talk about branding as so we usually think of it as uh, something that we tell to the outside world you know but mm-hmm. we often forget that the people who are working for the company also have to believe in certain values that the company has mm-hmm. so so what i wanted to ask you is how do you make branding content for people who are inside the company because they might have a background which may not match your business's target audience so just just taking the clothing example that you just gave earlier mm-hmm. is they wanted an they want their audience was were, were people who were you know the elite they wanted to mm-hmm. give a premium rich experience to them but the people who worked for them may, may primarily may not be from that particular segment right so how do you make branding content which actually merges these two target audiences How how do you bridge this gap between the people you want to serve and the people who will serve them.
1: So the thing is like you have to set your mission, vision and the value. Mm -hmm. I would say value is very, very important because initially and when a business is small and when it's starting out, the value of the company will always merge with the value of the founder or the owner of the company. Yeah. So, so, you know, if the owner or the owner of the company is ...well set in his values of doing businesses. So like, mm-hmm. usool uske hone chahiye. it mm-hmm. has to be strong and it has to be consistent in every form of action he takes. If your yeah. business is starting out, if he shows consistency in his values... ...then I think it would not matter that much for people with different backgrounds... ...because at some or the other level, if the values are consistent... ...then it would create a sense of pride... In the employees Mm. that, you know, I'm, I'm working for this brand and they are really good people. And if you see the good side of a person, like you would not consciously want to disrupt or give a resistance towards a new ideology.
0: Yeah. Like
1: if, if you experience the same thing from the founder or the owner itself, Mm -hmm. then the holiness will automatically come into the employees by default. No matter from where the background is,
0: you know, it's the core,
1: yeah. core thing that human has to follow.
0: Yeah. But what if, what what happens when the business gets bigger and when, when it's not dependent on just the founder? What then?
1: So at that time, at that time, what you do is like, see when business gets bigger, no? So mm-hmm. there are always these pillars of people that you work with. Without the pillars of the people that you work with, a business cannot be built. So, so, you know, the management, the uppermost management has to work very closely with the founders and they have to implement these things. So, so, you know, if in the starting only, if you have implemented these things, when the new people come, when there are a lot of new people who are coming in, will also automatically follow the same values, which the owner has See, For example, if owner puts in a hundred percent of the value. that that he has decided the next Mm -hmm. immediate level of the people would at least give in 80% or at least put in 80% of the efforts to match the same value, right? Obviously, 20% will get lost somewhere because people are from different backgrounds, but then it will consistently go with the lower, 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 lower uh, pyramid of the businesses as well. So, and, you know, putting up things in the office itself, like, you know, sometimes... Do not put it with like uh, good quotes, the surrounding of your office or the business or the clothing store, you Mm. in the interior of that, you make it such that people like it and they enjoy it and you make them feel home. Then a lot of the problems will be avoided.
0: Yeah, my, I think in most of the stores that we visit, most of these small business stores, the signs that they put up are so badly designed. They're just like text with a red, red color font. Yeah, and then very and the back, background is yellow and they say no refund, no credit. Yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. See, it also depends on the tone and the voice of the brand as well. Like Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, I agree.
0: Yeah, no. I think uh, at, at this point, I I would like to bring in a comparison um, with with big companies and big agencies. Mm-hmm. You know, so most most of these big agencies, uh, when they deal with reasonably big companies, so they deal with startups mm-hmm. which are like valued at like a billion dollars. This you these unicorn startups, mm-hmm. and when we make communication strategies uh, for this, we have we have million different things that we can work with. We have who their mm-hmm. target audience is, they have a very segmented data of who their target audience is. They have, uh, we can work around with their product offerings to build a product narrative. And there are a million other things that we can play, play mm-hmm. with. But for small businesses that just started off, they, they do not have this sort of data uh, base that a, 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 an agency can play with. So for a small business, how does the whole strategy process change?
1: Oh, see, overall process of coming up with a brand strategy, like mm-hmm. the process which I follow for a brand is it that remains same. But okay. for a small business, there are a lot of trial and error. Like mm. to figure out the right process for them themselves in the company itself. And, you know, lot of for a like, lot of time what happens is, you know, the company objective changes when they do a lot of trial and error. For example, mm. <laughs> YouTube, when initially it was started, it was yeah. a video dating app but oh, wow okay <laughs> yeah. so you know people yeah. used to introduce themselves in a video and they okay. used to send it to other people this is how youtube started
0: wow but i mean i, mean, I they, don't know why they didn't continue it because <laughs> the current dating apps are not as exciting as introducing yeah, yourself yeah. using video man <laughs> exactly
1: so yeah. you know they they were doing this they were they were trying to figure out but then from consumers feedback from customers feedback yeah. the things changed for them So, you know, a lot of time in trial and error, Hmm. your, your, your mission would change very quickly and you have to keep yourself updating very frequently in the, in terms of brand strategy, because there are always new things that will come up when you are starting out a business, but for a big, big company, they have all, all of their processes are refined. They know how their customer is going to come, how they are going to target it and how things are going to flow. They already have a lot of experience in the flow of all the systems. But yeah. for for small business, they have to be on their toes to keep on changing, adapting towards the towards towards the feedback of the consumers and the customers.
0: Yeah, I think I think what you said about trial and error is very important uh, because oftentimes while while you're working for big companies, uh, we mm-hmm. usually try to avoid making mistakes and learning from it because we think you know there are multi, many many serious costs involved. But yeah, but yeah. in doing that, uh, in avoiding mistakes, we make a million different mistakes. So um, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, do you think? When it comes to big companies um, the companies and the communications team of these companies should not be afraid of failing once in a while maybe
1: you know the thing is like in a big company there is a lot of pressure because they have the big company already has a brand name out out there yeah. and the people working over there do not want to hamper this name so they have yeah. already set of rules that are defined in so you know, set of rules are defined for them already. So chances of them making an error are very mm. less okay. up, uh, compared to the big company, uh, compared to the small companies. But, mm. you know, sometimes it also happens that you might, you made an error, but mm-hmm. sometimes that goes viral also.
0: Yeah. So Yeah. Maybe also what happened with Facebook. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. They had to rename themselves. But um, I think, I think somewhere they forgot uh, their roots, I feel, you know? Yeah. So um, I would like to ask you one last question. You know, I, w- I would like mm-hmm. to give a little bit of value to uh, our listeners. So let's say if a small business owner is listening to you right now on this episode mm-hmm. and she just started out her own business and she wants to uh, get everything right, you know, from branding to the product. Mm-hmm. So what would be your recommendation to her from a branding point of view? And what are some things she should surely do when she's starting, starting off?
1: So when you are starting off, you know, write your mission, Mm -hmm. that is what you will be doing now, write your vision, that is what you would be in five years. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, write your values. Like I cannot stress enough on how values are very, very, very important to businesses. But you know, your mission and your vision might change immediately or might change over a time, but your core values will not change. I like strongly recommend small businesses to like, you know, give a bit more focus towards their internal branding Mm -hmm. and how the company is formed because in initial days, your initial employees, your first 15 employees would define how your company moves forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: that is very, very, very important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I certainly learned a lot from interacting with you, Malik. And the best part is I feel that a lot of what you said is not just, you know, applicable just for small businesses. There's something to learn uh, uh, for all these uh, all the big businesses as well. And I think one key takeaway that I'll take with me uh, from this interaction is, you know, big companies should not lose the sort of uh, feeling that they had when they were a small business and they should have some sort of flexibility that they had as a small business and try to experiment with their brand. Uh, they might st- stumble upon something. Uh, Mm -hmm. very interesting so thank you very much Malik for joining me on the show really appreciate it and because this was the first episode uh, I think you have just set the course for what this podcast will bring in the future as well thank you very much Malik for being on the show
1: thank you bro for bringing me in this wonderful journey of yours I wish you all the very best
0: yeah thank you thank you if you like what you heard be sure to subscribe to the disrupt show for more stories about disruptions that young media professionals are creating.